0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the very first Brown Table Talk. I am D.C. Marshall. I'm founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage. I am a Wall Street alum and most recently, uh, top WB CEOs. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita.
1: D. thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm Mita Malik. I am a de executive, a business leader, and most importantly, a working mother.
0: So let us just tell you a little bit about the show. We're super excited over here. You know, Mita and I started this Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on truths about women of color and what it is that women of color face in the workplace, from my perspective as a Black woman, and for Mita, you know, her view as a South Asian woman. So at our table, we are going to unpack it all. We will not leave anything off the table in terms of our experiences. And then we We will provide you with some tips that you need to know on how to survive and how to thrive in organizations. So, Mita, why don't you share what we are talking about on this, our very first show?
1: How to stop our work from getting stolen, how to give and get yourself credit. Dee, you and I have talked about this for many years audio messages, video calls, texts. And so today, Dee and I are going to unpack it all. We're going to be sharing some of our stories, some of our lessons learned. And of course, at the end, always leave you with those five valuable key takeaways and tips for you all to use in your journeys.
0: Yeah, so Mita, yes, we have talked about this. This has been our late night conversation, you know, uh, hours on the phone, audio message, as you mentioned, text. right? So why don't you share your story? Because that's how this started. And I think so many women will, you know, relate to this topic of, you know, we do the work, you do the work and somebody comes in and steals, uh, hijacks whatever it is that you have created.
1: So uh, Dee, as you know, many stories, but one of my stories is many years ago, back in corporate America, imagine this, I'm walking into a team meeting, about 20, 25 people, I sit down and I'm watching a colleague get up and present and presenting my slides, my ideas, my talk track. And there I am sitting watching him present all of my work. And I wish I could say that was the only time that's happened to me in my career, but that's not. And I know I'm not the only one. I know for many of you listening and watching, um, it's something that consistently happens. And the question is why? And how did that individual, why did that individual feel emboldened that they could do that to me and uh, take my credit and take my intellectual property
0: as their own? Unbelievable. I clenched the pearls. I mean, because we've all been through that. But I feel like we've come into a space now where we're calling it out. It's no longer acceptable. We're no longer going to rationalize if I'm a direct report to a guy or, you know, woman, right? That you just get to to take my work. So unbelievable, Mita.
1: And it's also like in that situation, there are situations where your boss or your boss's boss is taking your work and getting credit for it. But it's also peer to peer. It happens a lot. In that situation, that individual had asked to pick my brain, had asked for some time, had asked for my ear. And I was really generous with, oh, there's some things I've been working on. Oh, could you send me that deck afterwards? Yeah, of course. Not thinking much of it, taking him through my ideas and proposal And then for that individual to incorporate it as his own proposal. And that's what I wasn't prepared for because the way it was positioned was a pick my brain session.
0: And, you know, Mita, so that's a, I think a, a really powerful distinction because if, if you were a direct report, you'd have to prepare a report or prepare the presentation. We've all been there, right? Prepare the report, prepare the presentation, come up with the idea, the concept, download it. That's appropriate. But when it is a sidebar conversation, or at least that's what I heard from you, Mita, pick my brain or brain share or the coffee or the the happy hour conversation.
1: Yeah. Um, And that's happening in our organizations and outside of organizations. That's another podcast episode. But you and I have gotten lots of LinkedIn messages pick my brain. Can I have some free time with you? Can you give me some DEI consulting advice? Right. So that's a whole other conversation. And I would also say that. If you are, as you said, Dee, preparing work for your boss or your boss's boss, it is also upon those leaders to make sure you're getting credit, that your name is being mentioned in the room if you are not the one presenting, right? And I would argue right now, where so many of us are in virtual rooms all day long, there's enough seats at the table. There's no reason, Dee, that I can't have a seat at the table to present my own work. So that's what I'll say. But Dee, I know you have a really wow story about a recent request for proposal that you received and you had called me to get some advice on that. And and that's another story that people need to hear about theft to potentially of intellectual property.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So received an RFP for services, coaching, mentoring services. And I noticed within the request, there was a part of it for some specific details about the how and the what And it was over and above what would be reasonable. When asked about what and then how you would do or deliver on this, it just felt uncomfortable. It felt awkward. And I was just, I mean, it felt like a gut punch because as women of color, or I'll say as a Black woman, our feelings don't lie. I knew that somebody behind the RFP was writing this request and asking for my intellectual property or capital, and they probably didn't know what they were doing. And it, it, it really was unfortunate because I knew I would have to respond or I would not get the opportunity. And I knew it, I knew. And, and I think it's an experience that we all have as women of color, you know, and we're more sensitive to it than others. And that's why I shared it with you, Mita, right? We need each other Absolutely. these kinds of experiences as sounding boards, which is why we created the podcast, if you think about it.
1: No, absolutely. And Dee, I think you're being far too polite. I think (laughs) the level of details of questions that were asked, I would like to know what was going on in that person's head as they were writing all those questions for a request for proposal. Because it's basically like, hey, they want you to do the job before you even get the job or the paycheck. That's how I'm reading it. And unfortunately, there are individuals who don't have a community, which is why I hope, you know, more and more people will come listen to our podcast because they don't know who to ask. They don't have a Dio Ramita. And I hope you feel like you have us now that that's not okay. That that's not okay, that you shouldn't feel obligated to give away all of your great ideas before you've been actually given the contract. I know. Well, you know, I'm glad we have
0: this platform to now talk about these things and you know what I'll say this and and then hand this back over to you, but it's great that we have the podcast for our, uh, our people who identify as black and brown women women of color like yes. us but also allies because as you alluded to you know whoever wrote the rfp in my situation or the the guy you know your colleague or coworker who did that there are so many allies or would be allies who really are open to understanding their blind spot right and doing better where it's just it's bias It's a blinder sometimes, right? It might be blatant, but in this instance, we're going to assume good intent and just, uh, you know, naivete in some instances. Now, look, don't get me wrong. And I know, Mita, you're going to say, D, you're being way too nice. But I want to leave space that our podcast is to talk to both. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA.
1: We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. So Dee, I'd love to go back to our stories and my example, and particularly what can allies do in these situations to make sure we are getting credit for our work and getting the recognition we deserve. Now, it's always intent versus impact for me. I would say in the case of my story, my colleagues' intent was to steal my work. Like That was the intent. And I also think that there are many individuals who perhaps do it unknowingly or don't really think about it. So- In those situations, if you are looking to incorporate my ideas, invite me to the meeting. Invite me to co-present. If it's a situation where I cannot be in the room for some reason, make sure that you are speaking my name and that you are saying, I met with Mita. She's working on X, Y, and Z. It's related to what I'm working on. And so we are co-collaborating together, even though she couldn't be here. And in documents, right? If this is DC Marshall... Presenting, she can also include Mita Malik in that. So I think those are some ways uh, for allies to think about how you can help give credit. And also, if you are in a room and something is being presented and you know that D helped on it, but no one is saying D's name, speak up and say, "Hey, you know what? I was in a meeting last week. D presented a very similar idea and proposal. And so I just want to make sure we all know that she's also working on this. And then D, I reflect on your request for proposal." And so the question I want to ask you is, how could we help that individual or allies who are looking for, let's say in your case, DEI consulting help and strategy help, how could that proposal have been constructed differently for you?
0: Yeah, I think obviously not asking for the how. And so whomever wrote or approved or authorized, I believe... Putting on the multicultural lenses. Like I'm wearing my little fancy specs here. But, uh, you know, act as if you're putting on a different lens when drafting a request for proposal, knowing that it is specifically targeted to people of color and for people of color, and now looking at it through another lens. Am I asking a question that is, inappropriate or tapping into the product, the service, the intellectual capital of this business owner is it, whether it's, so it could be, look, it could be a woman. It could be a woman of color. It could be right. Black indigenous people. I mean, it could be, bi- it could be any. And so I think that would be how to do better in those instances, put on, the multicultural frame, the multicultural lens, the people of color frames and ask the tough question of, is this an unreasonable request?
1: That is a great question to ask ourselves. Is this an unreasonable request? I love that.
0: All right, and so now we come to the
1: wrap-up. So as we mentioned, we
0: wanted the Brown Table Talk to be one part, our juicy story about our experiences. Me as a Black woman, Amita, and her view as a South Asian woman, but we also wanted to equip you with tools and tips on how to thrive. This is not about survival. This is about winning women. Ladies, it's about winning. Allies, it's about winning for
1: all of us, to be quite honest. And so let's get to the tips. So Mita? Five tips. Okay, I'm going to do the first three. Number one, please, please, please document your ideas. If you send it in text and you leave it in a voicemail and you think it won't be stolen, think again. Google Docs, emails, (laughs) make sure. I've learned the hard way. Make sure you document your ideas, please. Number two, I hate to say it, but be careful who you share your ideas with. What does Dr. Maya Angelou tell us? If people show you who they are the first time, believe them. So if I go <laughs> yeah. back to that same colleague who didn't apologize and took all of my ideas and give him more, shame on me. And number three, share your own work within your organization. Share your ideas. So make sure if my boss's boss is presenting my ideas and work, I should be sharing it with peers. I should be sharing it with, in, in other avenues and in other meetings, letting people know that I am responsible for the output and helping with developing that idea or initiative. Okay, Dee, bring us home. I know you've got some really strong tips, four and five. Yep. Uh, Number four,
0: create your own opportunities for exposure. So today, it's really about creating your own table. You do not have to wait for someone else to invite you. So your own table, it could be, you could facilitate your own talk. You could facilitate your own think tank. You could facilitate your own brain share. You know, you really could create your own opportunities. I call it demonstrating capability. That's where you create your own table, whether it's an event, whether it's a talk, whether it's a a discussion, whether it's a meeting, you can do that. And then number five, get on social media and LinkedIn and build your thought leadership. What we did not say is Mita Malik is a LinkedIn top voice. And I think part of that came from our discussions here, talking about how to own your own work. So get onto LinkedIn and document your ideas, your concepts, your best practices as you know observations and insights, create your own thought leadership, but put it out in the public domain. And those are our tips. Mita?
1: Yes, thank you so much. So you heard it here first. Those are our five key takeaways for today. Thank you so much for joining us at the Brown Table Talk. Uh, We love the conversation. Please, if you enjoyed, please like, please share, please comment, and we will see you next time. Thanks all.